Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Lynn Norris. Here's your daily tip from the experts at Real Simple. How I Restricted My Impulse Buys for a Month and Cut My Credit Card Bills in Half by Ashley Zlatopolsky. I'll be the first to admit that I haven't always been the best with credit card spending. I'm guilty of boredom shopping, buying too many snacks at the grocery store, and being a sucker for sales, especially when it comes to purchasing things I don't really need. I knew that in order to keep up with increasing costs of living, I had to do something about my credit card spending. Over the past few months, I've engaged in a personal experiment to identify how and where I could cut costs in my credit card spending— After one month, I was shocked to see that I had cut my credit card bill in half. Here's how I did it, along with some expert advice on how to make this method work for you. Step 1. I deleted shopping apps from my phone. As someone who likes to scroll through their shopping apps, having online purchasing power at my fingertips definitely made my life more convenient, but it also made me prone to making random purchases that I didn't always need. I deleted most major shopping apps from my phone, leaving one or two that I use regularly. By keeping these online stores out of my sight, I wasn't as enticed to make any impulse buys. Step 2. I gave myself a small allowance for wants. Rather than going completely cold turkey on wants, I gave myself a small allowance of $100 to $150 per month for things I liked but didn't truly need— a.k.a. buys I could probably live without, like carry-out or new makeup. In my case, this strategy helped. I still felt like I could treat myself, but in a way that kept rising inflation in mind. Levon Galstein, certified public accountant with Oakview Law Group, says budgeting between needs and wants can be as easy as keeping a simple formula— First, make a list of everything you buy. Then arrange these purchases into broad categories like insurance, subscriptions, food, and home supplies. Lastly, separate all categories into two buckets, needs and wants. Add up the totals, then set your priorities, he explains. Once you have the total number for your wants bucket, you can decide on a restricted but still reasonable allowance. Step 3. I created pre-made lists for grocery shopping. The grocery store is one of my biggest pitfalls when it comes to spending. It's easy for me to grab snacks off the shelves that I don't need, buy too much food, and fall victim to buy-one-get-one-free wine sales. To combat this issue, I created pre-made lists for grocery shopping that outlined exactly what we needed and didn't need. I also told myself that it was okay to buy one thing we didn't need, but nothing beyond that. Step 4. I avoided boredom shopping— This was the hardest step in the experiment for me. There's nothing I love more than going to home goods and browsing the aisles for home decor inspiration. It was time to say goodbye to home goods and other stores where I was prone to boredom shop. Instead, I tried to use my time more constructively by rearranging items in my home, which made me realize I already had everything I needed and then some. 
Brendan Sheehan, managing director at Waymark Wealth Management, says the best advice he ever received was learning that shopping trips are actually social events. Stores like Costco, Sam's Club, BJ's, Target, and Walmart use a simple formula, he explains. You go into the store with a shopping list of 10 things and leave with 20 items. 10 items are necessary and 10 are impulse purchases. The advice he received, he continues, is to cut the frequency of these visits by at least 50%. Step 5. I resisted sales. While sales are a great way to save money, especially on major purchases, they aren't so helpful when the items you're buying on sale aren't something you need and you end up spending money you weren't already planning to spend. Sleep on big financial decisions, Nelson advises. It's natural to be impulsive and buy things because we want them, but do we really need them? If it's a big purchase, sleep on the decision before buying it. A lot of the time, you'll find you don't end up buying it. As part of my experiment, I avoided sales altogether, unless I knew I was going to use that purchase within the immediate future. Thanks for listening. Check back tomorrow or go to realsimple.com for the latest. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.